Hi, everyone. You're listening to Oh My Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Janine, a.k.a. La Wild Explorer, and I'm here today with our producer, Martha. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Oh My Travel Podcast. I'm here with Martha, and we have a special guest on the show, Rob. You are here. How thank are you, you? Thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Uh, you guys have an amazing podcast, and uh, it's been great. Um following you guys, listening to you guys um, during the times of COVID. I'm sure you guys are comforting a lot of people that have the bug to want to get out and uh, and travel. <laughs> so thank you guys. Thank you guys for what you guys do for, or girls, I should say, sorry, uh, for um, entertaining podcasts. So I'm, um, yeah, blessed to be on here. Thank you. Thank you. So Rob Pollard is a field producer on the Emmy uh, television, unscripted uh, television series, Life Below Zero on Nat Geo. Congratulations, round of applause. Uh, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, instead of me like talking about you, you tell us a little bit about you or tell our audience a little bit about <laughs> you. All right, yeah. So uh, roughly been doing this a little over a decade professionally. Um, We kind of all have our roots from Cal State LA, whoop whoop. Um, Golden Eagles. uh, That's right. (laughs) And uh, um, yeah, basically since 2009, 2010, been doing this professionally, um, just kind of working my way up and uh, been field producing uh, for the last uh seven years um whole bunch of different shows uh traveled quite a bit and it's even much better when you're traveling on the company dime and filming some uh amazing content and compelling stories so um so yeah that's 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 basically myself in a professional sense uh i live in los angeles uh with my beautiful wife and uh and two kids and um, it's, uh, yeah, it's just been a great situation um, given, you know, everything we get, we're, we're all going through. Hope that doesn't sound too bad, but yeah. Um, <laughs> no, not at all. Um, so awesome with Life Below Zero winning the Emmy and just all of your accomplishments. It's been, so you've been doing, you've been, um, You've been a part of Life Below Zero for 10 years, or that's just like your professional career? Oh, yeah. So it started like 10 years ago. But, you know, you got to kind of, you know, most first jobs, you're like a production assistant, you know, like a coffee getter, a gopher. You kind of just um, working your way up. And um, uh, yeah, and that kind of carried over into, um, you know, uh, getting another position. And then, you know, um, a couple of years later, you're producing um uh television so that's kind of how it all shook out for me but uh life below zero uh i believe i started working on that um uh late 2014 so um yeah it's been a, a pretty good run um for uh the lbz series um and uh and yeah the fans are, are loving it and uh, we love to make it and um we work with some really talented um, crew members and talent as well. Um, and the, the scenery, I mean, as you know, doesn't get much better than, um, than Alaska. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, I've always wanted to take a cruise in Alaska for some reason. Since I was little, I don't even know how like it, I it, like I got the idea in my head, but I've always wanted to do a cruise out in Alaska and like be in the cold and see all those like glaciers. They're mini glaciers. I mean, I don't even know. Like how big are they? Oh, they're huge. There's so <laughs> many of them as well. And uh <sighs> They never get old, you know, whether it's, you know, you're cruising past the fjords, um, the glaciers, the uh, mountain ranges here. Um, It's it's truly spectacular. And the state is so big. Um, I want to say it's at least, what, two and a half times the size of Texas, Alaska is. Oh, my Uh, God. Yeah, I believe it's something like at least twice the size of Texas. On Um, the maps, it looks very little. It does. It does. But you put it to scale. You put the you put Alaska like dead smack in the middle of um, the lower 48 and it takes up uh, quite a bit of the map. So um, it is a huge, huge state. And with that said, you um, you think that, you know, or you've traveled or you've been to these remote places in Alaska and you are just barely scratching the surface. It's um, so where you want to travel on a cruise one day, um, more than likely you'll end up in Southeast Alaska. And, uh, that reminds me a lot of like the Pacific Northwest, you know, it has like a Seattle Portlandish type of feel where it's just like a lot of rainforest. Um, uh, the Tongass national rainforest is down there and it's just beautiful. I mean, there's beautiful trees and, um, you know, the dew on the moss and, you know, the salmon runs and, you know, the fishing communities. That's like just one part of Alaska, the southeast. And then you travel up north slightly and you're kind of in Anchorage. And then you travel up even further north and into the interior and you're in Fairbanks. And then you get out to the northwest and um, you're in Inuit, uh, Inuit country and, uh, you know, Barrow, um, you know, some of the most northernest um, uh, places of the state, extremely cold, but um, uh, incredibly beautiful. And, and uh, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a beautiful state to come to and, and, and check out, whether you're here in the winter um, or in the summertime, there's, there's just, I mean, endless stuff to do. Uh, and that's what draws a lot of travelers and uh, a lot of outdoors people, um, to the state uh, of Alaska. It's, it's, uh, I, I can't describe it. The only way I could describe it is come up here and check it out for yourself because it's, it's truly remarkable. Well, I am sold. I, I'm all for Alaska now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pro Alaska. Um, and Life Below Zero for um, anyone listening who isn't familiar is solely based in Alaska. Uh, yeah, so the original show um, uh, is based in Alaska, um, but I believe there's uh, um, new spinoffs that also um, document um, some of these interesting um, characters um, in Canada as well. So I believe there's a, there's a new uh, spinoff called Life Below Zero Northern Territories. And um, Mm -hmm. we're basically a fly on the wall, just kind of um, following these people that live a subsistence lifestyle, um, mostly off the land and just um, 
capturing these compelling stories that um, resonate with a lot of people right now. Um, uh, yeah. Very awesome. Um, so what was it like, you know, being a part of the show or like, I mean, how did you get your foot in the door with National Geographic or with Life Below Zero? What, like, what happened first to kind of get there? Um, well, yeah, uh, Life, um, National Geographic has just kind of been, you know, one of those companies that, uh, one of those brands that you just, you, you won't, if you're, if you're interested in shooting this kind of stuff, like that is like the end game, right? Like shooting a show for Nat Geo is kind of like, you, you feel, you feel like you've done it all. Um, but how I got, uh, my first job on National Geographic Channel, um, was, uh, shooting a, a show, um, uh, in the Atlantic, uh, it's called Wicked Tuna. And um, that was a boat. It was like a fishing show where we um, followed the lives of fishermen um, on the coast of Massachusetts. And um, they were fishing for bluefin tuna. And um, from that, I ended up kind of transitioning to um, Life Below Zero um, in 2014. Uh, those two shows aren't connected, just on the same channel. But uh, Wicked Tuna was my first job for Nat Geo. Um, and then Life Below Zero has kind of just been my life the last uh, uh, six, seven years. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's how I got started with, uh, with Nat Geo and, and, and um, introduced to uh, Life Below Zero. So awesome. And so you're still living in Los Angeles. How often? No, aren't you in Arizona now? Or did you move back? Yeah, I, I, I was in uh, Arizona. Um, we had a place there and uh, um, summers were just a little, little, little bit much. Um, and we, <laughs> we were like, all right, we're, we, we're going back to, to L.A. We, we, we gave it a good run for a, a couple of years. But um, yeah, we just we, we had to come back to Los Angeles and um and yeah, yeah. So I'm based out of LA now. I'm sorry. Um, I, I'm. I, I don't know where that question was going. And, no, no. And um, delete and trim the fat off of that. <laughs> no, Rob. I was wondering what what would you say the best part of your your current job is? Whether it be like the traveling or the locations or just like the people that you're meeting. Like, what would you say the best part of this for you has been? <laughs> Uh, yes to all that. No, um, <laughs> the, uh, working with, um, talented cinematographers and, um, having the, the brass, the execs on this show that kind of give us the creative freedom to, um, be flies on the wall without, you know, time restrictions or whatever and deadlines and whatnot. They really push us to just go out and capture um, life as it stands and, and um, capture the beauty of this state and the, the struggles that these people um, endure on a day-to-day -day basis to maintain and live um, uh, this kind of lifestyle that they choose to live. Um, so it, it's a combination of just the talented people that um, 
I'm, I'm blessed to, to work with. And, um, and also, um, of course the, the travel and the locations and like getting to certain places, this, this is like super cliche, but you know, we say this a lot. It's just like, oftentimes the adventure comes in the, in the travel and the just getting to the locations, you know? So if you're flying up from LA and it's like 80 degrees, um, and you're leaving Burbank and you're flying up and you end up in Anchorage and you're like, Oh, it's like 15 degrees now. And then you go a little further up to your location and it's not like, you know, hop in a, you know, car or a, a jet plane or something like that and get to the final location in the remote bush. Um, it's like, you know, hopping in a very, very small, uh, what we call bush plane, you know, um, something less than that holds less than like six people um, and taking a very small plane in the middle of nowhere. Sometimes the planes have skis on them so you could land on a lake and uh, a frozen lake or in the summertime, they, you know, they, they're amphibious and they, you know, they have floats on them. So, um, but just the travel, getting to these locations and then we're bringing, you know, our camera gear, we're bringing food, we're bringing, um, stuff to basically allows us to embed um with these uh with these characters that we're documenting um it's it's a challenge but it's it's uh it's well worth it the end result i think is is quite worth it um so so yeah uh traveling to the locations is amazing and uh, with 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 traveling to the locations, this is a travel podcast, right? Uh, yes. Um, what 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 comes with that is just you know the mileage points. I'm I am a big mileage points dude. Like, and a lot of people <laughs> on this job would that like that is that that's that's something we do to pass the time. It's like how many miles did you get leaving from L.A. to Anchorage or whatever. And, um, you know, we have like running tallies of who's, you know, whose status is what, how many miles you have and um, where you want to go after, you know, you're done filming. Well, when, when we were allowed to travel, um, yeah. where, where, where you want to head after and what miles you're going to use. And um, so those are one of those, like just the fringe benefits of, of a show like this, where you travel a lot for work. And then you get to keep those mm -hmm. mileage points and um, use them, hopefully, um, you know, to go to tropical, warm, nice places after you've done a, a long leg uh, in the cold. So um, defrost, you know, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you got to defrost. So I, I know that um, uh, you ladies are into the points and, and you guys have kind of talked about that on your social media and whatnot, but just about the value of those points. And, um, it, that, that to me is one of the huge benefits, but, um, but yeah, uh, hopefully I answered that. <laughs> so do you guys have a point competition almost? It sounds like <laughs> kind, no, kind of, it can get, it can get a little competitive for sure. Uh, especially some of the guys that have been on the show for, for a long time. We're all, you know, um, yeah, we, we, we definitely have some competition when it comes to those mileage points. That's um, so funny. How many <laughs> points have you wrecked in? Where, how many oh. miles do you think you have? Ooh, oh I oh I, I don't know if I could go on the record and, and say that because now <laughs> I might have some like my coworkers coming after me but 
Um, <laughs> but I've, I've, I've spent quite a bit. We've ra- I've racked up. You have quite a, um, a few miles. Quite a few I, miles I, got a, I got a few. I got a few. We got you know, a few hundred thousand uh, miles that. Wow. Um, yeah. And, and, and we try and use those at least a good chunk of it every year, you know, taking like family trips and whatnot. So, um, so yeah, I have a healthy amount. I have a, a healthy amount of miles saved up to uh, be used, you know, once um, we can all travel responsibly and um, safely. You know, of course. Exactly. Yep. So funny. So where do you imagine you and your family going after all this? Ooh. After, you know, you have to rack, you have to spend those points that you racked up. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know, and with the you know with the with the mileage points now and the valuation of some of them, how they're kind of dropping and or like you know it costs more miles to track. Like yeah, you definitely want to use it before you lose it for sure. But um, uh, we we want to go back to to Japan. Um, I'm half Japanese and I have family over there, and it was just a, a really good experience. Um, the last time I took the kids and my wife out to to Tokyo and, and Japan and we explored out there a little bit. Um, now that my kids are, you know, they, they respect and they, they, they kind of understand travel and they, they, they kind of appreciate it more uh, versus mm-hmm. like, you know, when, the, when they're little kids, it's like, uh, I don't know where exactly I'm at. I'm like, you know, it doesn't matter if they're in Japan or in your backyard, they're just, you know, having fun um, playing, but now they can kind of experience the culture a lot more and they understand it. So um, to answer your question, I would say uh, Japan, um, but then we also just want to kind of stick locally as well and um, and travel to Mexico. And uh, there's a spot in Mexico that, that that I love, uh, and it's it's called uh, Puerto Peñasco, also known as Rocky Point, and it's um, I believe from from Phoenix. It's about a two hour drive um, from Phoenix, and you basically cross the border from Arizona and you drive down on this safe corridor, and uh, you get to the city uh, referred to as Rocky Point, but uh, I believe the Spanish name is Puerto Peñasco. And um, it's in the Sea of Cortez. And it, it, I mean, the water there is beautiful. It's like um, you could walk out 50, 60 yards and you're still, you know, waist deep in this warm water. And then it kind of falls off. And I'm sure you, you guys have been to, you know, Cabo. And the, sometimes the waves are a little rough, especially if you have children, um, even yes. on the sandy beaches. And it's just, you know, it's just, there's a lot of people in Cabo. Um, so Puerto Peñasco um, is a place that is family friendly and it, it's also friendly for, you know, the, the, the younger folk, too. So um, oh. that's a that's a little hidden gem that a lot of people um, overlook. A lot of people, you know, they like Tulum and they like Cabo and they like Cancun and they like, you know, um, all those places. But uh, mm-hmm. Puerto Peñasco, um, that's that's the spot you guys need to check it out the, the I'm, I'm looking at it right now i'm marking it, it on my map it looks well, like what state like... is that in i've never heard of it Ooh. is it like sonora, sonora. i, believe, sonora. I okay. believe so right because the sonora is like that's south for the most part of arizona right like that's yeah the, 
stayed yeah, there. Yeah, that's the only reason I thought like maybe it was that one because you said it was two hours from Arizona. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it has to be Sonora unless they're going like, I mean, you know, straight down for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you cross over basically, um, I think at uh, Lukeville, Arizona. And you just take this safety corridor down to Puerto Penasco. You drive for like maybe an hour and a half and it's, uh, it's very safe. And um, like I said, I, I've taken my family there and um, we've had some really, really great memories. And, um, you know, when you're there, you also see, you know, uh, single people and younger people and it seemed like they're enjoying themselves as well. So um, that's a place for, um, for anybody, especially if, uh, you know, coming back from this, uh, um, once it's safe to travel, um, it's also uh, budget friendly as well, um, given that you could just stay in your car the entire time. You don't have to uh, go through airports. You don't have to, you know, if you're, if you're um, a little weary of that and flying mm-hmm. in planes and whatnot, it, it's literally a, a trip that, uh, um, you can make from California that's under, I'd probably say six hours maybe. Um, and then if you're in Arizona, hiking around, you have a, you know, a planned trip in Arizona, um, take a little drive down South and, and go visit Rocky Point, some of the best uh, seafood that you'll have um, and some of the nicest people um, that you'll meet. And I promise you, this is not like a paid advertisement for the town or city of Puerto Penasco. I'm like, I'm like just, someone's, someone's backing. <laughs> yeah, someone's cutting me a check. No, 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 I wish. Uh, no, no, no. It's, uh, it's, it's just a, exactly, exactly. It's a, it's just a, it's a, it's a nice place to go. So I hope that, um, that, uh, yeah, it'll be on the, um, the podcast or you guys can write up a little uh a plan a trip planning um post about that one day once we're all you know safe and and able to travel i guarantee you janine is gonna be out there like by april (laughs) six hours that's not bad (laughs) yeah vaccinated then i'm going to rocky point (laughs) that's right that's right that's right no but Definitely, I, I definitely want to check out Japan with my kids because I've always wow. liked um, the times that I've been to Asia. Um, it's they've been very like the people are very like friendly and respectful, and um, I've always felt very safe. So mm-hmm. it's definitely like a big trip, like a big family trip. After all this is done, um, I definitely want to go out there and like see that especially because uh transportation is is like so like straightforward usually um even though it's like I can't read any of it but I always understand it (laughs) yeah I mean and I think it's only improving you know the the summer olympics are supposed to be there in 2020 um but those got pushed back and uh what the what the government was doing there was making it um uh foreigner friendly the the, a lot of the signs and the trains and the train stations and the bus stops and um basically how you would get more accessible Uh uh-huh exactly um so so i think you'll kind of feel the effects of that in a a good way um we'll have to link up and do like a family trip oh for sure one of my coworkers (laughs) did the same thing i'm sorry i'm sorry cut you off Go, go for it i'm sorry no, I said, um, we'll have to do a family trip. We'll have to link up. So my son will hang out with your two kiddos and like have a ball. 
that would be that would be <laughs> awesome and uh yeah one of my one of my coworkers planned a trip um another guy that works on lbz planned a trip and uh he was able to link up with some family and some friends of mine and um and uh uh had a great time so yeah japan is just it's one of those places where it's another place like you you just you have to go there and experience it you know just just like alaska just like japan it's 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 a unique place that um uh description and words um don't do any justice it's it's a place where you have to experience it i i firmly believe that so um yeah, Japan would love to have you, I'm sure. And uh, the, your kids would just, uh, it's, yeah, it's amazing. When you talk about like kid friendly food and snacks and, and the food snacks. And food oh my God. Food. Did I mention food? <laughs> oh my goodness. It's, um, it's the place to go. And then, you know, you have uh, everything is so accessible by bullet train and whatnot, you know, like a common thing if, you know, just to kind of, jot down in your travels or at least your plans is uh um getting a rail pass i would i would highly suggest uh like a 14-day rail pass that you can purchase um i believe in the united states before you leave and um uh it's good for 14 days and it's like the fraction of the cost of 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 what the local people pay there so that it's it's a it's a it's a little bit of a deal they kind of give the foreigners, but with the rail pass, you can hop on bullet trains and basically travel, um, you know, the entire country, like in a couple of days. Um, and they have these deals where it's like a seven day rail pass or a 14 day rail pass. So you can kind of customize it to the length of your trip. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's that, that it'd be worth looking into the, the, Japan rail passes is, is is money um yeah I'm excited I, I I can't wait to see you guys posting uh um you know your your travels in in Japan um when you finally make it up there yeah hopefully you know by early next year things yeah. can be at, for, at least for that far of travel um mm-hmm. you know better safe than sorry but Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Love that. Um, yeah, no, no doubt. I, just to circle back to the show, what do uh, you what do you think has been or what has been your favorite memory? Um, like uh, any of the storylines, any of the people that you've met, like what has been um, an event that has like kind of like shaped you or made you think like differently, just like really like impacted you? Um, there's like a, you know, there's a, there's a, couple of things uh we we've recently um aired i believe the um 150th episode i believe that's already aired um and that's you know that's just a lot of work to to bang out 150 episodes on tv um yeah and to kind of keep raising the bar um just that accomplishment um, in and of itself is, is, is a tough one, especially given the conditions that you're filming in, you know, um, anywhere from minus 20 to minus 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, yeah. And you're still able to, to, you know, put together, um, great product. Um, I, I would say just a lot of our young characters, just seeing the growth of, you know, certain people, when, when you start this ride, um, 
some of the some of these children are you know nine ten years old and mm-hmm. now they're adults you know and they're 18 and just seeing their growth and um all the stuff that they're able to do um we we really follow some total badass characters that are just yeah um, amazing in what they do um yeah it, and it's so tough to say you know with my favorite thing or like the most memorable it's 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 very every character has like a memorable moment um I think one that really sticks out is one of our characters on the show he's a he's a dog musher and he uh he 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 has this incredible bond with his dogs um and there's a there's a race up here in Alaska it's actually about to start uh in a couple of weeks Uh, it's called the Iditarod and it's a thousand mile race um with you know dog team dog musher um, and it is an insane race. And uh, we were um, luckily, luckily enough to cover it um, a couple of times. Um, and the, the first, uh, the, the character that I'm, I'm talking about, um, his first go at this thousand mile race, like that is a, <laughs> over the you know, most extreme terrain, um, he placed like in the top 10 out of 40 as like a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he, he, he came a long way to get to that point to, um, uh, be that successful in the dog mushing world. So that, that, that was like a, I don't know, that was a really cool experience that I got to share, um, through one of our characters, but I, I really, I can't put like, a my finger on one memorable thing because it is just it's there there's I don't know there's there's so many things that happen where you're just like wow like it, it's it's tough to uh to um put a finger on one specific thing but um just the experience of Alaska and the longevity of the show and just just making something that people like um is a memorable moment and yeah yeah I, I would actually, I would say, you know what, just the right now, there's a lot of people, um, um, of course, at home, and I, I'm happy to provide certain people um, with a little bit of escape um, into Alaska through the lens of our talented cinematographers and other people that um, work on the show. Um, if you're able to escape for an hour or two and kind of put yourself in Alaska and put yourself um, in these situations just briefly for an hour or whatever, um, I think we've done our job. Um, and a lot of people are, you know, they're not wanting to escape right now, but I think escapism um, is definitely popular given that, you know, there's so many of us um, that are kind of forced to, to be home right now. I'm just, I'm glad that um, we can provide them with um a positive outlet to, you know, just see how other people are doing um, around the country. Um, this is we're all kind of hurting right now together. So, um, so yeah, that's, I don't know if that digressed. That. No, that's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, no, I definitely think that um, travel shows especially are important because some people just won't ever like travel 
for mm-hmm. whatever reasons, whether it be like financial, um, mm-hmm. you know, documentation, like people, mm-hmm. people can't afford to get a passport. Some people mm-hmm. can't afford to get a visa. Some people are not even like eligible to do that. And, mm-hmm. um, or even just fear, like of just the unknown, like some people can't leave their houses. So uh, I think that these types of shows that, let people travel um are nice because my parents don't really travel and they've just never had like a aching for it and me and my sisters will tell my parents like come on let's go here like we'll book you a trip like let's go there my mom was like if I want to go to Italy I will turn on the tv and I will watch those shows on Italy like we've been <laughs> we've been all through my, my my parents used to love um what is that show? It's like House California or like that that one old oh, one, California Gold. Yes. Do you remember that that show, Rob? Yes. It was about which which one was it? It's like California Gold. It was this older white man, and he used to go through different parts of California, like exploring. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think it was like uh, was that like a PBS style show? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, yeah, I'm not certain about the name, but I, I definitely do remember uh, a show similar to that. Yeah, I mean that that's that's so cool. Just traveling through uh, yeah. someone else's lens and and the eyes of some like uh, yeah, I I agree. Um, that that definitely I don't know. It, it may open up someone's eyes to eventually traveling if they see you know um, other people you know heading out. They they might be inspired by it. Um, so yeah, I agree. Those these shows that document travel and just I don't know. I, I love just the watching um, travel shows. You know, um, I, I love the you know travel and food. It does not get you know any better than that, right? Oh. Like traveling mm-hmm. the world or traveling the country with your family, with your wife and your kids, um, eating just all the treats from around the country and around the world. Um, it, it, it's yeah, I I. I enjoy those shows as well. And oh my goodness, Anthony Bourdain was, that was a show that I really, really uh, enjoyed. And it left me um, hungry oftentimes after um, the show would be over and be like, oh my goodness, I want to, I want to go there. I want to eat that. I want to, you know, do that. So um, I agree. Those travel shows are, are definitely needed, especially uh, right now. um, I agree. I, I mean, travel shows have inspired me so many times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to binge watch all those Anthony Bourdain shows and I mean, any type of show really, I'm, I'm all about it. So thank you for what tell. you do. I can tell, I can tell. No, we appreciate I... you. Thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Rob, if, you know, say years down the line, there was this opportunity that came up and you actually got to pick the location, Mm. the film location. What -hmm. would be, what would be your dream film location? Mm. Uh, Dream film location. I, I, you know, I actually, I've always wanted to travel to Alaska and that's kind of checked off the box. Um, my dream location, it, it, there's no surprise. I would love to go to Japan. If I can, I, I have yet to be um, on the payroll for going to Japan to work. I think that would just be 
one of those things where I would take a job, I would uh, take my family along and just, you know, that, that would be kind of cool to experience uh, filming for a month or two. That's usually like the duration of, you know, um, some of the stuff that we film um, and just taking the, the, the family out there and kind of uh, a get paid <laughs> to be working there and be just like letting uh, my kids kind of experience their culture. Um, that would be awesome. And I also, I have not made it to the continent of Africa and I really, really uh, need to make um, a pilgrimage um, back home, so to say. So I, I, I think uh, if I can get paid to work in Japan on a nice uh, shoot, that would be great. And then um, if, uh, if I can make it to um, the continent of Africa, that would be just, that would be amazing as well. That would be fun to, maybe, maybe the dream location is both locations. That's right. I know. <laughs> I would, I'd have to, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. I have to, has to be someone that creates a show in Japan that needs, uh, you know, someone from LA to go shoot it. I would, I would love to hop on that opportunity. Oh my um, God. I could just imagine all the colors, all the lights. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. I would, I would love, uh, I love that opportunity. Um, yeah. So awesome. Well, thank you, Rob, for, you know, coming on and sharing with us and just Absolutely. catching up. It feels so good to like, you know, catch up with you and have, have a mini reunion. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I appreciate you uh, having me on the show and uh, no we appreciate you any last yeah. advice for any of our listeners who want to like get into you know the film um, mm -hmm. the film world or like the travel scene with shows like mm -hmm. any any words of advice um yeah uh there's you know a lot of these roadblocks are now removed you know back in 2010 in 2009 um, it was, I think it was a little tougher to, you know, shoot things and, and, and make content, um, that, you know, you can independently, um, fund and, um, potentially, um, be paid for. Um, so you, you just have to get out of your comfort zone a little bit and, and just shoot it. If you want to shoot content, um, get a, get an early start and just, start shooting it i would say and um um yeah then don't take my job please <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no you're, you're um, way up there now rob like yeah, no no uh yeah i would just say just get after it like the, the it's it's amazing how these um you know these drones now these mini drones that you can you can you can buy and these these gopros even and just uh these you know, prosumer style cameras, you can, you can, you can do a lot. Like you don't necessarily have to be on the payroll of a huge company to be a filmmaker or a content creator. You can, you just mm -hmm. need to create the content and, um, and the people will uh, flock to it. If you know what you're putting out there um, is what they want to see and or hear. Um, so just, let's not have any excuses after, after what we've been through in 2020, everybody I think should be a little fired up to, um, kickstart what, whatever, whatever the next, um, 
adventure endeavor is um, that they're going to, you know, start up or, or go oh, after. Yeah. And I think another thing too is, you know, um, since we've been absent of traveling like we have in the past, um, I think we'll, we'll value our experiences um, while we travel. And, and I think that we're going to want to, I don't know, we're humans. We, we, we miss human contact. And I think, you know, when you, when you travel to those places, try and, and, and get into the culture, try and understand the people, I think. And I think naturally um, that will kind of happen just given, you know, just how humans are and, and we just love being around other human beings. So I, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, um, our travel experiences are, are even, are even better, um, once you know we can travel safely and responsibly i think you're going to see a lot more people um uh be grateful and thankful for for being able to travel and um uh yeah that's that's pretty much all i have to say uh, about that <laughs> or to say. um and where, where can we find life below zero is there anything you know you yes want to Life Below Zero and LBZ or Life Below Zero Universe uh, lives uh, on Disney Plus. Um, you can love Disney check, Plus. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Shout out Disney Plus. Um, you can check it out on Disney Plus streaming there. Um, and uh, Tuesday nights uh, on National Geographic Channel, um, you can check out the world of Life Below Zero. And there's a, a, a lot to view and kind of escape uh, into. Uh, like I said, you can follow our cast here in Alaska. And there's also a, a show that takes place in Southeast, which is like the rainforesty kind of area. And then, um, and then the Northern Territories in Canada as well. So um, tune in Tuesday nights if you want to um, uh, escape to somewhere cold um, from the comfort <laughs> of your living room uh, or bedroom um tuesday nights national geographic channel otherwise um peep it out on disney plus awesome we're gonna we're gonna tune in now <laughs> right now <laughs> awesome. logging into thank disney you. plus i know <laughs> my son you. likes the dogs <laughs> <laughs> okay awesome i have to we have to get him some swag from from alaska uh, oh my god he'd die <laughs> okay awesome <laughs> That, but thank you thank you so much rob we really appreciate you coming on and sharing and um hopefully we cross paths soon sooner absolutely. rather than later absolutely anytime again thank you for having me on um thanks for letting me come on here and chat with you ladies a little bit um and nothing but the best uh for the podcast and just for you guys' lives in general um yeah can't wait until we get back to a little bit of normalcy but until then let's uh treat each other nice and uh um get rid of this current situation that we're in fight through it but uh thank you guys for having me i appreciate it thank you rob enjoy the rest of the Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, will do. I appreciate it. Bye guys. Right. Bye. Take care. And that's our episode for today. Thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Oh My Travel Podcasts. You could find us on Instagram at Oh My Travel Podcasts. You could find Martha at Martha Gets It and myself at The Wild Explorer. 
Make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And as always, we'll see you next week. Bye. Away, a holiday, I wouldn't mind, no, no.